What is up, my brothers and sisters, my agents of respect? It's your boy, Trey Johnson, back with another episode of the No Disrespect But Podcast. And just so you know, it's going to be audio only this time around. You know, I just kind of wanted to get this one out. Just kind of speak a little bit about the Final Four. Yeah, I look fly today, but, you know, I just didn't think, you know, I'm in a place right now. It wasn't the setting. You know, I didn't want to want to put a YouTube episode out, but I did want to get this content out. Especially before, you know, things really kick off. And when I say kick off, we're talking about the weekend. It's Friday and it's the start of the weekend. But it's really my favorite or one of my favorite weekends in the whole year. Reason being, it's the Final Four, baby. And I'm excited for the men's teams and the women's teams that have made it this far. Just going to shout them out real quick. So shout out to Stanford. Shout out to UConn, University of Connecticut. Louisville and South Carolina, those last two teams are actually playing right now. So it's going to be, you know, I'm not going to really try to give it give it away. I'm pretty sure a good bit of you guys, a good bit of my listeners are actually listening. So uh, shout out to you guys um, in that regard. But um, also on the men's side, you know, we got my Duke Blue Devils, the North Carolina Tar Heels, um, and then, you know, and then you know we got uh, Kansas and Villanova, so we we got some pretty some pretty good teams, some pretty good teams um, vying for that national championship boat in the men's and the women's division. So really excited. Uh, one of the reasons why the Final Four is always my favorite weekend because you're getting the best of the best. Um, it's kind of like the now the you know the the playoff in college football. Uh, you kind of get into the the world college World Series and baseball, the World Series, um, in Major League Baseball. So you know when you know the best of the best are competing for that title, you know you're going to get the best brand of whatever that individual sport is. And and I think I'm going to get the brand best brand just as a fan. I'll get the best brand of basketball in both the men's and the women's side. And you know I'm not going to go too deep, but I just kind of want to give some some lighthearted predictions of just kind of what I what I see. You know, Louisville and South Carolina, like I said, are playing right now. And, um, you know, I'm a I've always been a huge, you know, Coach Staley um, fan. That's just since her days in the WNBA. And so when she got hired at South Carolina, I low key became a fan in the sense of that's a that's a person I grew up watching. Um, as far as the sport of basketball and somebody I support. So I'm always going to be happy for her success. You know, she led them to a national title in 2017. And as the overall number one seed, looking to do that five years later, uh, they had a tough loss last year. Their best player, you know, kind of missed the, missed the bunny at the rim. But guess what? She's back with a vengeance. And and I couldn't be more excited for that program and, and what Coach and what um you know what coach has been able to to do and bring it. But they're playing a real good Louisville squad. Um, you know, I think they have what it takes to win a national championship. Obviously, they were one of the four overall number one seeds um coming into this tournament. And, you know, they're gonna they're gonna put forth a, a great effort in a fight. You know, I've I don't think South Carolina is gonna do the Louisville what they did to Howard. Um, that was what it was 44 to four at halftime. I don't think it's going to be one of those games. Like I said, I think when you get 
to this point in the season, you're going to get the best of the best. They made it this far for a reason. They've been, their record shows it, the players they have, and, and their effectiveness has showed it all year. The coaching staffs and the job they've done, these teams deserve to be here. So we're going to get our best ball. Um, one thing I do love about the women's game is the four quarters. Um, I think the men's game is fine with the two halves just because of the flow of the game. But with the women's game, that that four quarters, it just intensifies it for me. I'm sorry. It just intensifies it when I know it's a, a two or a four-point game. And we're going in the, into the fourth quarter and have 10 minutes to win a championship. It's It adds a little bit more. And you know, we're coming out of March Madness and we're into April now as we're winding down the, the college basketball tournament. But... It's just something now, you know, with that recent change, like, again, when you know it's a close game, which I think these games will be, going into the fourth quarter and just shot after shot, dagger after dagger. Um, I witnessed UConn. They were able to advance to the Final Four from a double OT victory. And that was just such an exciting game for me, just watching, you know, players at the top of their games going at each other, trying to get to that that final four destination had a chance to get a national title. And so I think Louisville and South Carolina, really great, talented teams, well-coached teams. And I think it's going to be a dogfight. But I trust I trust Coach. I trust her. She's one of the best, um, if not the best. Honestly, if we're just talking about track record right now and what she's been able to accomplish at the helm at South Carolina, she's probably arguably the best coach. Um and then we kind of take into account she led the women's national team to a gold medal in these past Olympics. Shout out to them. I'm just going to pick her. If it gets close, I trust that she'll make the right adjustment. She'll make the right call and that her players will follow suit. So I believe that in the women's national title game, South Carolina uh, will be one of those teams. And as I mentioned, they are playing right now. So we'll see. We'll see if I'm a prophet. We'll see if I'm right. Um, and then ending the night um, at 9.30, my time, it was more Eastern time, uh, it's going to be Stanford in Connecticut. Um, Stanford, they're a hell of a team. They are they're a hell of a team. And I got to give them much love. So, you know, I think they're going to put forth an effort. Again, I, I can't repeat myself all the time, but it's the truth. Uh, I don't think UConn's going to be, you know, having a blowout performance, even though we know a Gino Oriema squad is prone to kicking your ass. I don't think that's going to be the case just because when we get to um, this point in the season, that's just going to be hard. Um, and, you know, Stanford, well-coached team, um, they actually won the national championships last year. So they are the defending champs. Um, after beating Arizona last year. So, obviously, they got a point to prove. Um, you know, sometimes people, it's, it's hard to it's hard to go back-to-back back, um, in any sport, in any league, at any level. Um, and so, they're, they got some destiny on their side, and they got some history that they can make um, with that program. And I think they have the tools to do it. They have the players to do it. Um, but uh, let's get to – and, look, I'm a little biased. I'm a UConn fan, and I have been for for a little bit of time. Um, I will say I really started watching them when Maya Moore uh, came 
came into college basketball just because she was a name. I kind of recognized that she was going up to the high school ranks. And so uh, when she signed with UConn, I kind of gravitated to them a little bit. Um, I'm also a fan of, of LSU women's basketball. So, you know, people that, you know, know I, I loathe LSU football. They, they think I hate all LSU sports, but I actually uh, love a lot of their other sports um, in their athletic program. Women's basketball being one of them, I came up uh, watching Simone Augustus um, and Sylvia Fowles. And so, you know, shout out to uh, Coach Bulky and that turnaround she's done for that program. But um, like I was saying, you know, I became a UConn fan kind of around the Maya Moore era. And and that's when I really started paying attention to uh, Gina Oriyama and you know, it was crazy that a lot of the players that I loved and that I love today, like in the WNBA, I had no idea that, you know, they graduated from UConn. You know, that was growing up. That wasn't anything I really paid attention to uh, as often. But um, as I really started to watch the women's game, I started seeing the correlation of the players that Coach Oriyama was putting in and. I say he's the second greatest of all time. You know, I, I call him Goat Oriyama because he is a goat in his own right. But that role will always be reserved for the the late and the great um, Pat Summit. May she rest in peace. Just for me, I couldn't stand Tennessee basketball, Tennessee women's basketball. But that's that's to me that's a testament for how good she was and how good uh, those young women were that she was able to coach um, to multiple national titles. But I see the same thing. I'm happening with Coach Oriyama at UConn. I want to say this is the 14th straight Final Four he's been a part of. And that's a huge feat. I mean, not too many people can say they made it uh, for a chance, a 25% chance to make a national title um, that many times in a row. And they're led by, you know, someone that I believe is the best player in at very least, women's college basketball, and that being Paige Beckers. I know she kind of had a a crazy year this year, going through an injury, but was able to come back. I know she's not 100%, but, you know, she's balling. I mean, in that over in that double OT performance, uh, she had 27, um, a good bit of that coming into in the fourth quarter in the overtimes, which, again, I, like I said, I love that switch for the women's game. Because it just kind of brings a whole different factor. Um, and we kind of saw that that, that quote-unquote mama mentality out of her and her teammates. Um, uh, I think, I, think I want to say it's Ozzy, Oz, Ozzy Fudd, freshman, the number one player in the country uh, coming in. And she and she's holding her own as well. So, you know, when I look at, at, at players like that, not to say that, you know, Stanford doesn't have elite players. They do as well. But, you know, I gotta just ride with my heart here, um, and go with with the with the with the Lady Huskies, and so that would set up a matchup between UConn and the University of South Carolina, and you know, again, I might come off as biased, and I don't mind that, um, especially when it comes to to college sports. I will admit my my bias when it comes to my favorite collegiate sports teams. That's just how I am. You know, I'm a I'm a ride or die form. And I just think UConn, and from what I've been able to watch this season, I've watched most of their games um, just because I am a huge fan. 
I think they have the players. I think they have the coach. I think they have the system. Um, I think they suffered, much like South Carolina suffered some heartbreak. I think they suffered um, some heartbreak last year, not being able to um, compete for a national title, actually making it to the national championship game. And it's something when a powerhouse has a chip on its shoulder, that's kind of rare and dangerous, if you ask me. Um, when a powerhouse program has a chip on their shoulder and a point to prove, they're deadly. And there are some assassins um, in those Huskies uniform. And I think they're going to lead, you know, and win a title. And so that's just my pick. So we're going to have a follow-up follow up episode. We just kind of talk about this. It'll be a little bit, you know, won't, won't spend too much time as I'll segue um, into some other stuff. But I do want to take time to see if I'm right. You know, I, I call myself the self-proclaimed sports guru, and that's because it is a, a self-proclamation. I think every sports take I have is the take. It's the bee's knees, and it's accurate. Now, part of that is also being able to admit when I'm wrong. So if I am wrong, which if you look at my brackets this year, I've been wrong a lot. I'm I'm going to admit that. But, you know, when, when it comes to my squads, man, I'm a ride or die. So um, I got UConn. Sorry, 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 Coach Dawn. Sorry. Sorry, I apologize. But I just got UConn uh, rolling away with this one. And so that's just kind of my take. I'm on the women's side as far as how that Final Four is going to go. Um, and then when it gets to the men's and, and they get they get started uh, tomorrow, shout out to my hometown in New Orleans. I'm hosting the, final, the men's Final Four this year. So I know that's bringing a lot of revenue and a lot of business to the city. So um, I really appreciate um, you know our, my city having that opportunity um, to, to change lives. So that's, that's, really, that's really great. Um, but like I said, the four teams representing the men's bracket. We got Kansas and Villanova. That's going to be the first game tomorrow um, at 6 p.m. Um, Eastern time. And then followed by Duke in North Carolina, um, which some would say is probably the greatest rivalry of any sport ever um, at any level ever, especially when we're just talking about purely college. Um, universities that are eight miles apart. You can't hide from it. You can't run from it. You know, it is what it is. But let me just focus on Kansas and Villanova right now. Um, surprisingly, I used to watch a lot of Villanova basketball. And I haven't been able to to watch as much this year, which is kind of crazy because I usually try to watch them just because I'm a huge fan of Coach Wright, who, you know, if Doc doesn't get his act together, I think Coach Wright might be a candidate. I know there were, there were some murmurs before. Um, but he's kind of, you know, stayed true to saying he wants to be a college head coach. He loves it at Villanova. Um, but, you know, he's, he's had two national titles um, at Villanova. Um, has done great things. I've seen a lot of those championship games. Um, and one thing I used to always love about his program was that he had guys. He had freshmen that were really good, sophomores that were really good, juniors and seniors. And those guys just were all, always able to mesh. Um, and if you actually look at it, you know, they got a, a pretty decent squad uh, this year as well. But they're going against Kansas, and Kansas has been phenomenal. I know they had some bumps and bruises earlier in the season, but Coach Self has, Coach Bill Self has really got his guys together. 
And, I mean, they had a, a scary, you know, it was looking scary for them against Miami in the Elite Eight. But I don't know what he said to them at halftime. I don't know if there was a player that stood up in the locker room and said something. But they came out in that second half with a vengeance. And they pretty much routed Miami. They controlled the entire second half. Um, and that led to a, a, a route of a win. Uh, Villanova, it was a little bit close uh, for them. And they were, you know, they were down a little bit. But they, you know, their star players came to play. Uh, and made a big run. And so they were able to win their um Elite Eight matchup, which was, you know, kind of good to see. Again, two well-run programs by two phenomenal head coaches. Um, And I'm just, I got to go with the the devil I know, and and that's Villanova. Um, I haven't really been able to watch them much this year, but I I know that culture. I know what, what Coach Wright instills in his players. And I know they gravitate towards that. And when they're in this moment, it's hard to pick against them. It's Villanova in the Final Four. At the very least, I gotta I gotta have them in the title game, right? Um, and what's crazy was I had Houston making it to the Final Four. I had Houston in this spot. I picked against uh, Villanova, and and that was a mistake I shouldn't have made in that case. Um, you know, foreshadowing, I guess. But they're here in the Final Four. They have a chance to, to compete for a national title um, in a few days. And sorry, Jayhawk Nation, I'm I'm going to have to go with Villanova on this one. I just think while they might not have the best individual players um, compared to Kansas, I think they have the better team camaraderie because a lot of those guys have been together for a good minute. And they know what to do. They know what spots. They know what shots to take. They know what if they know when the shots are about to miss. They know how their teammates are missing to get offensive rebounds. Defensively sound um, team. I just gotta go with Villanova. I think they're gonna be representing um, one of the two teams in the the national title game. Now to the matchup. <sighs> I'm hurting because. The last time Duke and North Carolina matched up, it was Coach K's last home game um, in Durham in Cameron Indoor Stadium, and North Carolina beat us. And they didn't just beat us, man. Because, like, we had, you know, we we were good. We were, we were playing with them. But, man, they had, what, like five or six guys with over 20 points. They were hitting every three, getting every loose ball, getting every rebound. Getting it to, to Baycott in a, in a post when they needed an easy bucket. It was just looking easy. And it's crazy to say that because nothing against Mark Williams is easy. But they just made it look effortless. And I was just so upset. I was irate. Not, and I know Coach K caught some flack because he was a little upset just because he knew it was his last game. A bunch of people, especially a bunch of his players, had come. And he really just wanted to get that win for them. It wasn't even about him. Um, at least is what he said. Look, I don't know. But I think he wanted that for his players. I think he wanted that for the fans in the stadium. It meant something. And that effort that we displayed, oh, my God, it was horrible. And then you see North Carolina. They've been hot. I mean, they beat the number one seed in Baylor, and then they they beat the 
the darlings of the tournament, St. Peter's, they don't just beat them. They beat them down. Just kind of saying, hey, we're here. You're in our way. And we're trying to get to a national championship. And they usually say the hot team is the team you need to choose. You need to put your hand on. But guess what? I remember, I remember being young and, and trying to put my hand on the hot stove. And you, you, you jack it back. So, look, everything that's hot ain't something you need to be touching. What I'm trying to touch is something that's that's cool, calm, and collected in the face of pressure. And I will say, and and yes, I'm biased to a degree, but I will say, these Duke Blue Devils are growing up before my very eyes. You know, I've I've always been a proponent. I've kind of been. I haven't been anti one and done, but I've been kind of anti one and done when it's come to Duke in the sense that I don't think it's yielded the results of national championships. Yes, it's uh, put a lot of food on some families' tables in the sense that a lot of these young men are getting drafted after one year, whether that be first round or second round for some of our guys, and they're making they're doing great in the league, and that's good for them. But when it comes to college, we think of as a fan, you think of national titles, getting the final fours and that type of thing. And we haven't been since our last national championship, which was seven years ago. So it's been some time. And so as a fan, you know, I had to kind of grow. And, you know, there were moments where I was watching where, you know, I felt that our youth was against us, where roles weren't. I wouldn't say they weren't set because I do believe in Coach K. I believe in Coach Snyder, Coach Smith, and what they do, and that they've identified those roles. But I think sometimes as a young player, you kind of dismiss those roles. When things get hectic, you forget who's the guy. You forget that I'm the point guard, not the distributor. You forget that I'm I'm the sharpshooter. So when I get this ball in the corner, there's no hesitation. I got to shoot that. Or I'm the defensive guy. I'm the rebound. Like, I'm the hustle guy. Sometimes we forget our roles as as young guys or young players, I should say. And I was seeing some moments where Duke was doing that. Because Paolo Boncaro is by far Duke's best player. And I think there have been moments where we don't get him the ball. He's a player that. At the very least, he has to touch the ball because he makes things happen and it doesn't always involve scoring. So Popovich, Coach Spurs, that's our player. That's our player. I don't care if you got a tank or who you got to trade, but I need Paolo Bancaro on my team. I need it. But, you know, he's, he's like I said, he's by far our best player. He's about to be a top, top two pick in this year's NBA draft. And I think there were moments where some guys who might not be top, for our first-round prospects, they were trying to make a name for themselves in this tournament. You know, we know there are some players, i.e. a la uh, Kimba Walker, who made their name in this tournament. And I felt like we had some guys that thought about that more than the team. And slowly but surely, I, I believe they're starting to see that when you do things for the team, then... You're allowed to shine as an individual. Those things happen. So I'll use um, Roach, Jeremy Roach, for for example. He's a sophomore. You know, I, I wouldn't say he's highly graded on draft boards. At least he wouldn't be on mine coming into the year. And you know, this is a time, especially for point guards, where you can make your name. 
And I felt like there were moments where he was trying to shoot the ball too much or making some careless turnovers, and that almost led to us losing games. But, you know, the great coaching staff and I think the great teammates that we have or that he has, he started understanding, okay, I am the point guard. I don't always have to shoot the ball, but I can get in the lane. I can make sure these people touch the ball. And the ball will find you. The ball will find you. And so he hit a lot. He's hit a lot of big shots this tournament. A lot of big shots this tournament. And and I would just say, you know, that goes to the growth of this team. And I say all that to say, I think we're going to be a different team. I think we're a different team than we were the last game in Durham. I just do. And I think the guys are understanding who they are, what they do best. And on the defensive end, oh my God, just like they did the floor slap thing. And I, you know, I lose my, I lose my shit when we do that. That's like, oh my God. Like every time we do that, I just lose my shit. Like that's been every, I remember growing up and playing basketball and wanting to play at Duke. So I can be a part of that one day, you know, things didn't happen that way, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, and you know, the guys are just coming together. And that's a that's a great thing to see. So much like North Carolina has been hot and their players like Baycott, Kate Blood, even Leaky Black, they've been making plays when they need to make plays. Um, I would say the same thing for Duke. And I think when we put the roster together, Duke is by far a more talented roster. So if I'm more talented you and we're still and we're and, and now I know who I am, you can't beat me. And so you can you can call it biased all you want to, but I, I just think Duke is going to um, win this game. This is the first time that they both both teams have played in the the college tournament, and part of that I think you know there's been times where one team was great, one team was so so, and usually there be brackets where if they were to meet in the tournament, it most likely happened in the national title game, which. This isn't the, the college football playoff. That, that's not going to happen all the time. Uh, so we understand that. But, you know, this is a phenomenal moment, a, a historic moment uh, with a lot of bragging rights. This is the first time in, and probably is going to be the last time for a long time. And you can say you won this matchup. And so I want that for my Duke Blue Devils, and I think they will come to play tomorrow night, and I think they will win. And when we talk about Duke and Villanova, Again, I think talent, talent typically wins out, but talent that knows it's talented and knows how to use that talented, there's there's nothing you can do to stop that. I really don't think there's anything you can do to stop that. And I, and I think Duke is going to end up being the national champions. I think Coach K is going to go out on a high note. He's going to end his career um, as not only the greatest college coach, basketball coach, but as a champion. And what more could you ask? Um, I guess he asked for this when he announced in the beginning of the season that this was his last year, which uh, some of you know I wasn't too happy about. I, I felt like that was taking a little bit away from the players. But, you know, it is what it is. And he still did the job, a job well done. He's helped lead the guys to where they need to be. And you have a chance at the national title. And I'm just telling you right now, one of my coworkers, she's a huge North Carolina fan. She's born and raised in, in North Carolina, so. Huge Tar Heel fan. And I swear, if Duke does not win this game tomorrow night, 
I can't go back to work. I can't. Like, I'm staying home. Like, I'm, I'm going to be sick. I just came back from an illness, but I'm going to be sick some more because I can't handle that work environment. Um, and it's funny because, you know, she's not one of those, like, in-your-face type of fans. Like, you know, I, I, I can take the three-piece uh, in, in, a, in a, a side biscuit, you know. I can take that. I can take that from anybody, you know. Knowing I'm a Saints fan, I get it from Falcons fans all the time. Or being a Bama fan, I get it from LSU fans all the time. So I can take the heavy hitters. But the ones that kill you with a thousand cuts, just just a poke here, a poke there, and it it, it just gets you. And that's that's the type of person she is. And like she's all she's an awesome person, but you know, she's not gonna like be in your face, but you know, just something subtle. Just something subtle. And that's what I can't take. Because it's it's enduring. It doesn't just Hit me once, and then I just rub my face like Chris Rock, and then I'm done with it. <laughs> it's it's just there; it lingers, and I can't I can't have that lingering over me. Like it's already lingering over me that Coach K lost his last game in in Cameron Indoor to them. I can't have his last game ever be a loss to them. It cannot happen. It will not happen. Duke Blue Devils by 15. Let's go, and then we beat in Villanova. By eight. We're going to pull away late. We're going to win by eight. So, yes. No surprise here. Women's division, UConn all the way. Men's division, Duke all the way. What did you guys expect? You thought I was going to be unconventional and pick somebody that's not my squad? Come on. You know me better than that. Uh, but, you know, I am excited um, for both – for. All eight of these squads, like I said, tremendous seasons um, for all of them. They worked really hard to get here. It wasn't always the easiest road, but they made it. And they made it because they are the best eight teams in the nation, regardless of record, regardless of seeding. They were told to be in a win or go home situation to prove they were the best. And these eight teams did that. And so I wish them um, the best of luck. Uh, like I said, the the the, the South Carolina Louisville game is going on, so I'm about to try to catch that. Um, and I get it if you're not a UConn or Duke fan, I might have come off, you know, I might have upset you a little bit. You might think I'm crazy that I don't know what I'm talking about, and you're probably going to come at me. You know, I want to make sure you know this is going up on Twitter. It's going to be on the Anchor app. It's going to be on Spotify, not YouTube this time, strictly audio. So I do want you to comment, do want you to like, uh, like the, the audio and the video. Let me know you love what, what I'm putting out. I want to hear your predictions. I want to hear what you say. Who's going to win? Who's going to be the champions? Who's going to be the champions when the next week rolls around? Who do you got? I need to know. And if you don't have my squad and you want to let me know that you don't have my squad, I'll just put it this way. As I always say, if I offended you, and if I offended you, uh, seriously though, if I offended you, that's a good thing. Um, it's an opportunity for me to learn. It's an opportunity for you to educate me. All I ask is that you keep it respectful. Peace.